Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Vodka O'Clock. My, my name is Amber Love. I'm your host, of course. And uh, my website is amberunmasked.com. You can sponsor the show and the site at patreon.com slash amberunmasked. And you get um, inside information on things like my mystery novels and other book projects and comic projects and stuff. So um, if you become a sponsor that way, uh, you do get to you know, get a little peek behind the scenes before everybody else. So for now, uh, my first two mystery novels are out, Cardiac Arrest and Full Body Manslaughter. And the third one is on the way, hopefully very soon. So joining me back on the show today is one of my favorite regular guests. Howie Knoll is back. He's celebrating his birthday, and he's doing it here on Vodka O'Clock. So welcome back, Howie. Thank you for having me. It's the best way to spend my birthday. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm sure there's no better way. <laughs> there isn't. Um, so we're going to try to keep Howie on his schedule so that he can get to his birthday cake and enjoy it with the pets. <laughs> Do the dogs eat birthday cake? Are they allowed? No, but we'll give them treats. Um, it's a, it, And I've, I've decided to go gluten-free, too. Ooh, okay. um, so that's why my gluten-free birthday cake has to be delivered by a special truck from Whole Foods, sadly. Okay. <laughs> like I'm special. Aw. Like, <laughs> That's not so bad, is it? No. 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 I, I happen to, um, I'm not gluten-free, but I do like some vegan bakeries. They do some magnificent work. But, you know, that's because sugar is still vegan. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, uh, rum is gluten-free. Yeah, there you that's go. what I learned. I'm getting away with a lot. A yeah. lot is gluten-free, so it's just. Yeah, yeah. And there's just some things I overlook. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're here, though, and we might, you know, we're going to try to not be too depressing or anything because it's your birthday, but we are here to talk <laughs> about some depressing shit. Yes. Yes. But it's important stuff, and it's comic stuff and autobiography stuff. So um, do you think you can handle it? Oh, I can handle it. Okay. I can, I, I, you know, doing this project, uh, doing float has helped, you know, make it more out in the open, okay. you know, and stuff with anxiety and depression. I think it should be, you know, because that's how it is for, you know, people yeah. who with it. It's every day, so. It is every day. So um, you decided um, a while ago to start this website called yourglassceiling.com. And as you mentioned, the comic title is Float, but it's part of this big multimedia project where you address anxiety and mental health issues. So um, where did the, you know, the whole idea come from that it wasn't just going to be, you know, maybe like a one-shot comic, but you took it to like making it this whole big multimedia project and collaborating with musicians and everything. Yeah, when I when I started Float um, a long time ago, I always had this idea of this is the story I wanted to tell. Um, back when I started doing comics, it was uh, I've always been I've always really I I liked you know I always loved that concept of uh, the glass ceiling and how you know the original article, and I thought about the interpretation of because it's such a an important idea in our culture. And, uh, it's something that exists, especially in the professional world. And I, uh, because the best ideas can be reinterpreted, I wanted to reinterpret it for people, uh, who deal with mental illness because I think they're born under one too. 
And it's kind of an unshatterable one in a lot of ways with the stigmas that are put upon, you know, them and, and, and us. And, um, and in this, it's more of a way to visualize it too. So people can see it. Um, and that was just, and one way of making it your glass ceiling for the website was, uh, my wife Shelly and really thought it'd be good to, cause it personalizes it, you know? It's not just about my story or, you know, whatever I've got on. It's also, this website gives people an opportunity to tell us what they're going through. And, you know, overwhelmingly we've gotten, I have been incredibly moved by what people are willing to share and want to share with others. Um, we, we came up with, uh, it's, uh, breakthrough moments. So if you have a breakthrough moment that you can think help and it'll help, uh, shatter, you know, whatever was stopping you, or even if it didn't, like, I think I learn a lot from my failures. Right. You know, when, when didn't I get, I couldn't keep control and I lost it and I ended up in staying in bed all day. Uh, that's what we're getting shared. You know, that's what people are sharing. I love um, that, and I love that you you invited me to also co- you know collaborate and participate too. And so as soon as I get these two books done, that I, yeah, exactly. that's on my list. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but I love that it, that it is you know like you said it's personal, it's inclusive, and uh, you know it's it's meant to be more than just you know one type of story because there so many people react differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when it comes to uh, entertainment, I mean, it's it, entertainment doesn't always mean like something's going to make you happy, but the entertainment that we consume, there's uh, you can face a lot of backlash because it shows one example mm-hmm. and one type of person or patient or whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, it could just show one kind of story like that. And in fact, um, I don't want to watch it, but there's a show on Netflix that's um, actually there's a couple things on Netflix that are very like romanticizing suicide. Um, oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So, yeah, that's a dangerous topic. You know, it's just, right. it's kind of what we did after Kurt Cobain, you know, um, killed himself. It was romanticized because he was such a influence, you know. And I think as teenagers, you do that, though, with authors, too. You romanticize Edgar Allan Poe. Um, that's not, yeah, that's, so it's, it's a line you got, it's a crazy line you got to watch. So what I wanted to do was tell this story and also take the responsibility of, instead of that, allowing, I want others to share their story. It's not just, you know, this comic will deal with mine, and everybody deals with it differently, but I think, you know, I've learned there's a lot of common things. So when I say what I go through... My friend uh, deals with, you know, similar issues, and some are harsher than mine, but he was like, I like flying. You know, he's like, I like flying, and I'm like, oh, flying's the worst for me. Oh, yeah, no, I had had a meltdown in the airport. No, flying's not my... Yeah, and he's like, I like flying, ironically. Like, he's okay with it, So, but he can see what I go through, and he can relate to it in other ways, you know? Maybe some people don't like driving, you know? Yeah, I love public speaking, and yet if I have to leave my house, I freak out. Right, right. But how am I going to get to that stage? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, we are full of... These, uh, uh yeah. the, uh, discrepancy, you know, it's just, it's funny. Like, I can deal with, uh, meeting celebrities for photo ops. Yeah. I'm very comfortable meeting strangers or calling for Chinese food. 
No. No. Yeah, no. Okay. I don't want to do that. I don't want, so it, it's odd, you know, and so, um, we wanted, I wanted to hear all this kind of stuff. Like, it, it makes me feel that I'm not alone, and that's the most important thing. I want, with this project, people to know you're not alone, and look how it, uh, I'm gonna use you know, comics as a medium to show that, to show, you know, it's kind of, I'm, in a way, I wanted anxiety to have a sexiness that they give other things, you know, like, <laughs> I wanted that, so anxiety in this book, he's going to be his own character, and um, he's like a, a evil rock star in a lot of ways that you have to stop. Right. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that, <laughs> about your, your character design, because, um there are three main characters and then are you including yourself as a fourth? Um, you know, I don't know, but, uh, there's David, there's the anxiety character and then there's the worm. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, you know, when I looked at the anxieties, uh, you know, like his full character sketch, I'm like, well, he's really weird. <laughs> like, like I don't, I'm like, I always draw mine, like just this sort of scribbly, um, just a scribbly ghost figure, you know, just all yeah. made out of black scribbles. And, um, you know, other people draw it as like, a, you know, the big black dog is a right. cliche. Right. Um, so you you drew anxiety with like this real personality. Yeah, he's very, very charismatic. He's a star, you know, and he's also like, uh, he's got a dictatorish vibe. And he wants to, because he's controlling with me, I, I really broke it down because uh, why else would I keep giving in? You know, to me, this is, I looked at it, he's got to be sexy. He's got to be, uh, have a star quality because he keeps getting me. He keeps, every time, he keeps getting me, so, you know? Yeah, sort of like that cult leader yeah. thing about him. Exactly. And he, uh, and, and it starts out, he's, he's bodiless in the book. He's just a voice inside you, almost like Iron Man has Jarvis, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> and he's, he th you think he's your friend because he's there for you. Um, that's the way it's getting warped uh, with David and, and me. It's getting warped because, I mean, when you drive everybody away, you're left with him, you know, in this book. So when I've lost everybody and I've pushed everybody away, who's going to be there for me? Anxiety will be there. Um, and that's what he knows. And, you know, and he, start, he makes you feel guilty. and He makes you take the blame. He doesn't want to take the blame because he doesn't believe it's his fault. It's you, you know, and he's going to help you. So it's kind of like it's it's kind of done in this weird love affair, mm -hmm. you know. And, and David, he, though, is also the epitome of like you, you described, like Hollywood sex symbol right. type of good looking. And and that really shows it happens. It can happen to anybody, you know. Yeah. Yeah, David is my stand-in because I didn't think uh, I wanted to draw myself over and over again. I do draw myself in the book, and you'll see when that breakdown happens that it is me. Um, yeah, I wanted that. I wanted that, uh, like I said, to add a sex appeal I, because that's just the way society is, very superficial, you know? And I'm not just saying that's the way it is, and that's, right. you know, that's how they market things to us. So, like, when a celebrity, you know, says, oh, I deal with anxiety, do you know how people are like, oh, I feel much better? You do. You do because you don't think they have any problems. You don't. It's just the way it's been fed to us. So I wanted him to be like, uh, and it's mentioned in the book that you'll like this story. This story will be easier to go down if it's told by me. And I've got abs 
and I've got a strong jawline and a perfect pair, you know? And then you'll see. You'll see he's not... It's not so perfect. It can happen to him, which it does happen to good-looking people, too, of course. Of course. Well, I mean, but that's just it. Like, you know, Jared Padalecki and Wentworth yep. Miller. Exactly. You know, these are some pretty big pop culture stars, and they, you know, they eventually spoke openly. And sometimes it, it came, you know, I guess, I guess taking off the, the mask uh, so to speak, yeah. like Wentworth Miller was getting criticized about his weight and he just, and, you know, bad photos and stuff like that. So he finally said, you know, like, look, I've had enough. I'm not going to take your crap anymore about me being fat because here's what I've been going through. And just spelled out all of this tragedy and, you know, this deep depression that he was suffering from. And it's like, and then he got, you know, back on the horse and, you know, now he's in two shows. I mean, you know, like he's doing yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah, and, and that happens to all of us, you know, like um, you, it's a fluctuation. And it's got to be, it's tough when you're exposed to the world, you know. Um, so I can only imagine. We always feel that way, I think. You know, I always yeah. feel like people are looking at me and judging, but that's me um, doing that. Uh, it takes real bravery. And um, I've been thanked a lot for doing this, but I kind of, uh, I just kind of had to. Uh, and I hope it inspires people. And at the same time, this like, it's had to be because if I'm going through all this and I don't use it as inspiration, it's just, I'm not going to do anything. So I really wanted to transform the negativity into something that people could hopefully relate to and at least enjoy also on a story level. Well, let me ask you about this creative process because one of the things that annoys me as a creator is is when people just think every bit of advice is going to work mm -hmm. and that's certainly not true mm -hmm. when like you were saying spending a whole day in bed i've been there many 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 times mm. and i'm not at my computer i don't even have a notebook in my hand to write things down like i can barely function so getting up and creating something is not going to happen and and people talk about you know oh you have to bleed on the page you have to pour your pour it out and put it on the canvas and do and I'm like how I'm like I am lucky if I can remember to sip my water so I don't dehydrate you know All right. I'm not going to be making something productive right and then when I do get back to the desk it's like I've kind of lost what it felt like. And I'm like, I have to try to now describe this. How do I describe this when I – it's like a defense mechanism. My mind's like, no, don't think about that. and Don't reconnect to that thought. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how in your process do you – you know, do you have to wait after a certain time before you can get back to the drawing board? Or do you, do you start doodling while you're – you know, in a depressed state, what happens with you? Um, with this one, you know, the, the, uh, the, the idea of um, portraying it came over time. Uh, so I knew I had, I wanted to show me having an attack in this room um, and it's empty and it's kind of looks like it was bombed out and there's only the ceiling overhead to show like an anxiety attack. I had that image. And as it goes forward, 
I forced myself because I, you know, I've done a couple graphic novels before and they didn't deal with this real. They didn't. So it's kind of like I had been putting it off. And, um, I just, after it happened, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't draw when I'm having an attack on a plane. I can't move. So if I, I was just on a plane, I wasn't thinking about anything creative. I was, you know, uh, it happened as, uh, with this story, I know I need to show he's on a plane. I know I needed to do it. So I went through and I just tried to remember what it was like. So it's almost like when you have, you know, you go to therapy and you recount the things. It's not easy. It takes time. Yeah. And then I, I used different mediums. So if it's the anxiety attack and he's on the plane, it's very scribbly. You know, and that's where the scribbles come in. And that's where, you know, it's not so sexy and it's awful and there's dark colors. And um, and for the other parts, just I always had a very good, I have a very good uh, memory as far as that kind of stuff. And it kind of replays like a movie. Um, but, you know, we're getting to the nitty gritty of finishing it, you know, as far as the art. So I've got the big, you know, finale to go through uh, right now and draw. And I'm taking my time with it because it is tough. It's awful, you know, this part. This part where he has to confront the anxiety and we get to the ending of the book. Um, so I've got about 15 pages, and I thought I'd be wrapped up, but I don't want to rush it, you know? Mm -hmm. And we've got the campaign coming up. So I'm trying to take it step by step. Uh, it is absolutely brutal to have it happen, and it, I can't be having an anxiety attack or be riddled with anxiety and create like that. No, I can't. You know, I think this is a form of bleeding a page, but it's almost like maybe you're cutting back the wound open. Maybe that's what they mean. Yeah, that was <laughs> like that picking was a scab. Yeah, picking the scab off. I can that's, do that. I can do that's that. That's way more relatable to me than than trying to do something in the moment. Yeah, and it's like no, that's just not going to happen. Like I need to figure out how to be a human. Yeah, you know, like exactly. And there's no way. No, I'm not here. You know. Uh, drooling as I'm, you know, cradling myself and drawing. I can't, I can't, I can't. That's what I do in between. Uh, so, yeah, no, I can't do that. It's more recounting what is happening, you know, and saying, oh, I want, this has to go in there. We have to mention this. And also I've been, you know, I work with, uh, Shelly helps a lot, keep me honest, and with the book, and so does my friend who I'm collaborating with, Victor, Victor Guest, the musician. He's doing the musical part. He really, uh, I share uh, pages with him, you know, and always, and he keeps me honest because there's a fudging and he'll mention it, you know, because it's a personal story. And that's why, that's why there is the David character in the worm and anxiety. I hide behind those in the book, uh, which it'll all get broken down in the end to reveal. But that's how I felt more comfortable, you know, by creating like a fictionalized version. He looks nice and you can see that. Um, and then you'll see me in the book. So I, I, the, my main thing was to be really honest, and it's hard. It's very hard to reveal this much, and but it's it's already helped people. So that and that encourages me to keep telling. You know, there I don't want to overshare because we're in the age of that. But at the same right. point, what's the point of this if I'm gonna not be honest and I'm not gonna share what it's really like? That would be a disservice. Well, in in what way were you? Maybe not being honest that they, you know, that Shelley and Victor would pull you back on track. Were you exaggerating too far in one direction or were you just not opening up the way that they remember? Um, yeah, I think not opening it up, you know, not maybe not diving enough in, 
uh, maybe glossing over the fact of it. So we got to dive in and add more illustrations about it, you know? Okay. And we don't want to, um, I want to keep it real to the fact that, uh, I want it to, there to be hope in the book, but I also don't want people to feel betrayed because not, I've been told, you know, many people have said, oh, I beat anxiety. And I'm like, that's a hell of a thing because I don't see me beating anxiety. I think I can win sometimes. <laughs> I think I can win often and I think I can try. But that's what, that's the message of this book. Like, it's not going to be, you can beat anxiety and then your life's magically going to be better because, um, um, to my story, that's a disservice. So I'm not going to show that, but I want to show hope, you know, because that's I do still believe in hope. So that's what we're going to try to convey. And it's not going to be. But if there's no um, happy, I want there to be happy ending in a way. But you'll know, you know, you'll know that mm-hmm. <laughs> he can come again in a way. Well, yeah, we we definitely live in a, a difficult time. Um because so many people, uh, it's like, like you've said, there's sharing and then there's, uh, I think, a little bit of a false sense of having your own safety bubble. Yeah. Because then there's always people who are not in your bubble that find out stuff. Yeah. And, and that tends to be what happens, especially with the transgender community. Um, it's the the rate of you know things like self harm and depression and there was there's been a, several news articles now about how it's like a worldwide epidemic it's like the number one health issue you know it's not AIDS anymore it's not blood pressure it's you know it's not cancer it's mental health yeah yeah and just for like I when I was doing this research and I put it on the site and you know, uh, that over 40 million just have anxiety, suffer from anxiety alone, you know, the anxiety mm. disorder. So that's just one, you know, and, um, I know it's relatable. I know part of what I have is relatable, relatable to people because I know everyone has had anxiety. Everyone. They just don't have what I have where it's all the time. They don't have a disorder right. about it. Right. right. Yeah. No, but they've they- been scared of somebody at school. They've had somebody at their job that makes them stay up all night, you know, they've had a test they don't like. So just explaining it in this way is it's a test that I'll never take, but I'm afraid of it. <laughs> it makes me afraid of something that could not happen. So that's, you know, what I want to convey. And I think since people can relate to a little form of it, I want them to see what it's like for these people in their lives that they might know or friends so, you know, they have, must have a son, they must have a daughter, they have a friend or like a ex, an ex they lost and they wanted to know why they acted this way. Uh, hopefully this will provide some answers, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a graphic novel kind of format. Right. In a safe way, in yeah. a private way, because people can just, you know, read, you know, off on their own. Um, and it's. You brought up, uh, you know, about the anxiety for flights and, you know, flying and how, uh, yeah, no, not my thing either. I like being in one place and then getting to another place. (laughs) Now, um, are there issues that you have where it just seems like no reason at all? 
yeah, I, you'll get, I'll get that. Yeah, it's not just on flights, it's at home, you know, and I'll be yeah. like, oh, where, where's that thing? Oh, you need that. It's even, it's even stupid. It's even shopping related where I'm like, oh my God, where'd that thing you go that you used to have? You better look for it now. You, oh, no, I hate I supermarkets. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Su- yeah, no, supermarkets are like my version of, like, the end of purgatory getting into hell. <laughs> like, I just hate shopping like that. And it'll it'll uh, cause me to remember, oh, did I say the wrong thing to my friend last week? Is that why? I Is he acting sh- like that? You know, yeah. Is he judging me right now because of that? Have I hurt him? And I'll, you know, and I mean, that's... I I do about things from, like, fifth grade. Right, right, an embarrassment. Like, I'm still embarrassed about something that happened in high school. Always, you know, and I still relive it. They're not thinking about it, though. They're not thinking about it, and that's anxiety doing it, you know? And that's, yeah, why think about something that happened, like, in high school that (laughs) I don't even know. know. And it's like you live it right now. You're reliving it. Like, we have that ability to literally time travel in some way. To where, you're, oh, it's just like you're there. It's the same. Well, and, uh, thing. yeah, and, uh, and that's why, like, you know, Facebook and, and the internet stuff can make things, like, really difficult. Oh, yeah, <laughs> here's your memories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but It's like, gee, thanks. I know, and um, and it's that 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 recoil and that just that living the, the shock and trauma. It's taken me a long time, and I'm only realizing now, you know, the level of abuse that you uh, go through. You know, because I never wanted to say the word abuse or anything. You know, I don't know. There was something in me. But, you know, when you think about it, you, it's abuse you're going through. Um, and it's, in a lot of ways, it's your own mind doing it. So you're hurting yourself. And when you start to think about that way, then hopefully it'll calm down. But even though I do, you know, I'll do the walks, you do the exercises, the breathing exercises, sometimes it wins out. And I just want people to know that, that it's okay. You know, it's, you can't. I can't win completely. I can be calmed down if somebody says, hey, man, you're doing that thing. That helps. Mm-hmm. That does help. You know, that helps me if you remind me, oh, you're kind of going out there. <laughs> that does help me. Um, and at the same time, maybe I can't stop it. So um, it's a tough thing that, you know, we deal with. It's tough. And I wanted to... I think anxiety is on the zeitgeist right now. A lot of people have anxiety, and you see it. You see it in headlines. You see it in everybody's yeah, Facebook posts. And you also see, you know, I wanted to, you know, deal with that we're all under this thing, you know, that we can, and but you can, you can make cracks in it, you know. So in the book, you'll see cracks start to form and what's stopping us. And um, I think that's, I think that's good. So that's what we wanted to do with the site. We wanted to show. Hey, these little things—they're helping people. If you get some people send in more paragraphs, you know, and I'm just like, my God! I thought you—you know, you do that thing where you kind of you want to play down what you have. Then, oh my God, I don't even deserve to feel this way. Which is another form. It is <laughs> like we do not need. Oh, I don't even deserve to complain. Yeah, we don't need to compete for you know who's more depressed, right? Right. Who's more anxious? Um, I find that that sometimes we can. Um, People can tend to feel that way because I've, I've, you know, obviously I've read my other, my friends' posts and and stuff. And, you know, when I, when I want somebody to know I'm there with you, I feel you, I've been through this too. I don't want it to seem like um, I'm making this about me. Exactly. 
like you're going through something right now. Hope you're okay. You know, it's it's really hard to just be like, I want you to know that it's relatable and, and not come off like a dick. <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing about this book we wanted to, and Victor always reminded me, because I would, I pushed a lot of stuff into the songs he's doing, because stuff I don't want to put in the book, in a way, you know, like, because it's very wordy. And so we have a lot of ideas in that, and he goes, no, this is your story. He always reminds me, this is your story. We're telling. So, because um, a lot of the ways, you know, I lose sight of that. Um but we want to tell this one, and it's it's my it's it's going to be my tale, and uh, and then hopefully it'll help. That's why I have the website so other people can join in and tell me things they go through. So we have that. Um, somebody said it was like a she was glad she found a support system, which amazed me. It was the first week we launched. So wow. yeah, so every week I post a new page from the book, and then. We have additional blogs. We have one from Shelly coming up that I thought was personally brutal. It's very honest. And it's about okay. being with somebody who has it. Me. You know? And yeah. I was like, right. oh, I had, I had friends read it. I'm like, I had Victor read it. So I was like, how do you feel about this? <laughs> because I would be like, we're going to edit that. But and he was like, no, it's her gift to you. This is her gift because she's saying what it's like. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll put that up there. So that's my most bravest step is allowing that, you know. So that'll be coming up in the, in um, next week. Um, so that's that's one to to read about on the website, and because uh, I want other people who deal with, you know, that have relatives and stuff, I want them to see this is why this is what it is. This is why the person acts this way. So maybe why they pushed you away or why you pushed them away. Yeah, I love that because I've read some really, like, terrible pieces that end up on, you know, like, pretty major websites or magazines and stuff, and it makes the person sound like a complete asshole. Like, <laughs> you know, and and it's like, it's cringing. But, um, you know, but it's, you know, like you said, even though it's your site, you're giving up some control and letting other people's words and stories come out. Um, and that's, you know, and that's stuff that, like you said, you're already releasing things every week. So you're going to be doing a Kickstarter. And how are, you know, I was thinking about rewards and the bonuses mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff that gets unlocked, all that all that Kickstarter campaign stuff. The goodness. The good so, stuff. <laughs> the, so it's like, so you're already doing so much um, for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm hoping people will be like, now let's go help this guy. He's giving so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So what are you going to include? Like what's in the, the campaign and, and stuff? Well, we've got, so a lot of float deals with this, uh, in the storyline before it breaks through and then you see me, you know? So this quote-unquote storyline, is it that David, has his doctor suggests you come to this island and we're going to do some experimental treatment and this island has powers. This island is magic and it'll help you with your anxiety and we'll just have all kinds of, you know, it'll be so fun to get away. But in reality, what the island does is shows him what the truth is and I don't like to see the truth often. I don't. You know, and anxiety creates a lot of stories for me. So he gets to see that he's not real, I'm real, and that anxiety is ruining his life and stuff. So the breakthrough, we have a lot of play with the island. So, you know, so you have island packages. You'll have, you'll, we'll be having, uh, coasters and napkins. So it's like you go to the, so you go to the hotel and you get these souvenirs. Um, so you get some resort souvenirs with a map. 
We're also going to have yeah. <laughs> so it's like a vacation package. Like steal your steal your towels. Exactly, from the... stuff you took from there. That's the Destino reward because the resort is the, it's the island of Destino. Just okay. And, um, yeah, the book is a big reward. Uh, the book and CD. Uh, we're also going to have digital downloads because you know a lot of people don't like physical media. Um, right. I still do. And then I took a I took a survey of friends and they still like CDs for their cars and stuff. So we'll have the CD available by Victor. Um, uh, we'll have anxiety shirts. Anxiety in the book has a symbol that he talks through, and it's like a superhero symbol, almost like an X Men kind of thing. So it shows up whenever he talks or whenever he's pounding at the wall. Um, so we're gonna have shirts of that. We'll have uh, I'll be doing social media portraits in the float book st- art style so it'll cool. say i float and then it'll be a drawing of you if you want to do that and um we also have a cool kickstarter reward that i'm i'm looking at uh, make happen i just got to get the i'm taking this next two weeks to make sure the pricing's okay in the book a big part of david when he first has his big anxiety attack that really kind of shatters the world where you see me for the first time is he's also an artist he's tried to get published he can't uh, he receives a rejection letter and a message in a bottle that washes up to him on the island. Now, I want that would flip you out. I mean, that was a good enough reason for him to have a breakdown for me in the story. And to me, I've had numerous problems with publishing, and it has caused me a hell, I would say. It's caused me hell. So he gets a rejection letter, and uh, you can get that rejection letter, too, in a message in a bottle. So we're just looking at getting plastic bottles. So everybody can have their own, and we'll make them to you. <laughs> so you'll have the letter. You'll have his version of the rejection letter from the publisher that he submitted, but it'll be your name at the top. That's a, that's a nice little collectible, <laughs> though. That's a cool idea. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't cause you to have an attack like I get. Yeah, I get enough like real rejection <laughs> from pitches. Exactly, but this will oh, be a fun funny. one, which I think you'll know. It's actually very truthful. <laughs> but yeah. It's over the top, and there's a lot of humor. There's still humor in the, in the book, you know, but it, it's even in the rejection letter, but it's very like biting and truthful because I, I in fact, uh, my editor, um, Leia was like, are you sure you want this on in the book? Will you be blackballed? I think I, I'm like, I'm already in my thing. <laughs> I don't think you can get any further out than I am. So I was like, no, we got to do it. You got that's So that's kind of the honesty, you know, where you kind of have a worry, like, should you put this in? I'm like, yeah, sure. Isn't that what art's supposed to be? Yeah. It is, yeah. So, it, and yet it gets people in trouble all the time. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. But <laughs> that's why we're on Kickstarter, though. And um, so, and another thing, so the big stretch goal I want, we're going to have a, a normal, um, an achievable goal, so it'll be soft cover, and then we're going to have the big stretch goal, and um, it would be a hard cover if we can raise the money. So that's what I'd nice. like. It would be like kind of, in Europe, their books are all nice hardcover, right. you know, and, and it'll be a larger format, and that's kind of what I want to go for. So it'll, it'll be an exclusive edition just for Kickstarter backers. So if we can do it, it would be really cool. That'd be a cool, you know, collectible, too. That's good. I really like the little, um, like, just the customized avatars. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, and uh, another idea I have that we'll be doing is I can draw your mental illness. If you'd like. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, so it'll be like my version. I don't know if it'll be as sexy as anxiety, but if you tell me it's sexy, then yes. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, my gosh, that's so cool. 
Um, now, are you, like, putting limitations on this that you don't get burdened? Because I, I did notice um, some people really um, thought they could handle their Kickstarters, and then when they realized, I now have to draw 200 <laughs> sketches, they didn't realize, like, I should have put a limit on that. <laughs> yeah, I guess if we get that, I can do it, you know? I guess if we can do that. Um, all right, so what are the dates that the Kickstarter is running? The Kickstarter is going to run from May 1st and then for 30 days, which I'm guessing is probably June 1st. I don't i got to count that up. See, I'm setting it all up this week. You know, where they actually give you the full date. But but it'll be running all of May. That's simple for people, I guess. Yeah, all of May. Because it's 31 days in May. So we'll go for May 31st. It'll end. What other um, inspirations have you had? Have you done, um, you know, have you gone through other people's books on anxiety or mental illness and and found inspiration, or did you do you generally avoid that because you deal with enough? Yeah, I t- self, like the books, um, quote unquote, like self help books are tough for me. You know, to read, I get handed a lot, and um very tough for me to because I'm surrounded like you said I'm surrounded by all the time but uh uh therapy has helped you know so my therapy sessions that I did with the one doctor has helped a lot uh he was really good so um a lot of that always inspired me to tell the story because and then seeing that other people would talk about it you know like you 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 share it all the time uh, so I was like, oh, I can share too. You know, I can share too. I feel more comfortable sharing. And, uh, I really got inspired by also the Mighty on Facebook. I don't know. Um, that, that's a cool page. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're sort of like, yeah, I know. What you yeah, mean. they're, they're like upworthy. One of those meme yeah. places. They meme. They make memes. Yeah, they meme. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get, I'm a sucker for those kind of memes. You know, that if they're good, I like them. <laughs> My friend Patrick has been very influential. I call him. If there's something, you know, or if you run into somebody, um, it's like if you have it, other people are kind of attracted to you with it, you know, and then you realize, oh, they don't just have anxiety. They have something else and I can't, I don't know where it is. So I always talk to him. Um, I, I was, uh, also like, there's huge influence on here because I was always a fan of like, uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall and I feel that deals with mental illness a lot and, so music like that that talks about it in an open way and can make it so it's artistic um, mm-hmm. inspired me to do this. Uh, I, I loved books like um, Mouse, which is a true story, you know, and it's something that he, you know, his family went through. So, you know, Art Spiegelman, like, just telling... It's so brilliant. Yeah, and I wanted... It was always... That's what I always liked, and I liked telling those stories... And I think using comics to do that is something that's not done enough, you know, that I feel. It definitely doesn't get main Like, they're not going to make a Hollywood blockbuster of that kind of thing. But I think that's important because that's about the art. That's about the medium. Yeah, I think a lot of people just, um, because usually it's comic. Yeah. Um, a lot of people stick too much with the comedy part of their lives. Like, even if something bad happens, they'll they'll turn it into... A joke thing. Yeah. Like, like, ha, 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 look at me. Um, and, but then, you know, like you said, there's things like Mouse that are out there. I loved um, Ellen Forney's graphic novel, Marbles. Oh, yeah. 
uh, which was just, I mean, it was, you know, just like you're saying, it was deep. And her pages really reflect the changes, you know, like one page would be nice and neat and laid out. And then she'd have like one page that was just like words in a spiral. Right. And, like it really, really was reflective. Yeah, and that's along these lines too. Absolutely, uh, I wanted to do. I did more playful stuff when I did my first book, uh, Mr. Scoodles, with the sequential art, and I really wanted to go back on this one and show people what I can do. Because if you're going to do it, this is the one to do it on. And playing with the panels, playing with sometimes these pages just they it's a two page spread just because of what's being portrayed. Sometimes it's a single page, you know. Sometimes it becomes almost like a picture book at the end because we're getting into the big show. And a lot of, you know, a lot of the comics, they don't do that because they're very, they're corporate. And honestly, they just want to pump it out. And you pay it and you, you go make a movie. You know, and I wanted to do something uh, where I, I know about the medium. I know about the art form. And I want to show what I can do with it. You know, almost like, because uh, this is the most important story I'm going to tell. So I want to do it right. Yeah, I think when it comes to the big corporate stuff, you know, like Marvel properties and, and things like that, it's they might write something into a character so that you, you know, you can detect that that there's something about them, but it's not going to be what the story's about. Like a lot of people will talk about um that Tony Stark had PTSD or that Jessica Jones had PTSD or addiction problems. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, but then if you sit through an episode, it's about punching. Somebody. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, it's not really the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt that like, I put a lot of myself like in paranormal, you know, but at the same time, that story is about punching things. And it's about ghosts and some, you know, some blood and stuff. And uh, <laughs> so exactly. I, I, yeah, you can get me out of that. And it's very, everything I did was very personal. But I think this is by far, of course, the most personal thing. And I really want people to feel like they, they get, oh, you know, if I do my job right, you get it. You get what I went through. You get a little bit of what it's like. And you still read a cool story, you know. And hopefully when you reach the end, you'll want to go ahead and check it out again and flip back um, and kind of see how it goes again. And then listen to the music while you do it. You know, um, I really wanted it to be this neat thing where you sit you sit down in a room and maybe you read it first without the music and then you try it with the music and, and it opens up a whole new thing. When it comes to the Kickstarter project, you're, you know, you're focusing on the printing, like you said, the soft cover or hard cover, hopefully the hard cover. Hopefully the hard cover, right, guys? Hopefully the <laughs> uh, Are you handling all that distribution yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I always do it myself. We've done two two other care, uh, successfully funded Kickstarter campaigns, so I'm two for two uh, with Terra Normal. And we send them all out. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to, as of now, Unless it hits viral, you know, which is just the thing. So if it gets out of control, I'll get I'll get a company. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't know if yeah, I didn't know if you had approached anybody like uh, one of the smaller press comics places and said, look, you know, I, if this gets funded, would you handle the printing and the preview? Oh yeah. Now we're gonna do it all because I know what I want. You know, I know specifically yeah. what I want. So it's so personal. You know, it'll be coming straight from me. So everything will be handled by, I answer all the questions. So if you send one, it's me. Um, I'll be, as of right now, shipping all of it. If we hit over the, if we hit the hardcover goal and it gets out of stream, yeah, then I would, 
I'd probably contact somebody. But, uh, yeah, I, I usually handle everything myself and all the shipping for all better or worse. Going to the, <laughs> going to the local post office. It'll be, it'll be all me packing everything. Yeah. Well, that's quite the undertaking. I, it really it's in, sounds so stressful. It, yeah, I think we're going to go for a third time's the charm. And then yeah. I, I keep telling my wife, I think this is the last Kickstarter. I think this, you know, but then you get an idea for another one. Yeah, exactly. Then, then there's an, no, there's another idea. Yeah. yeah, but as of now, I really want to go, I want to, you know, do this one justice. And uh, I'll be, my my wife will be helping uh, pack the little messages in the bottles. I'm sure she'll help with that. She right. does. <laughs> Right, right. And I love, you know, and you you take the, like, progress photos and, you know, you have all the behind-the-scenes goodness and stuff. Yeah, we when we got to, we did, we had an art uh, weekend. We had an art retreat, um, and we went up to Victor's so he could show me the recording process. And he was always really good with documenting as soon as he became a part of it, behind the scenes. And on this one, I really wanted to, yeah, document this from the beginning, you know. So when the site launched, we were in the beginning of the project. Um, even though I've been drawing it for, I've been drawing it since last April, and then I had the idea since 2006, probably. Um, and that that back then it only began as poetry, so they were just poems. So there's a little bit of poems still in the book. Um, so we wanted to document as much as possible, so people would have behind the scenes, kind of like what Kickstarter offers with the updates. But now it's a, instead of, you know, clogging you with updates through Kickstarter, which your spam filter sometimes eats, you know, just sometimes people don't see the Kickstarter. True. Uh, you, yeah. you can go to this website and you can see a full making of. And, and, it, and it's a way to document the whole process. Plus, we started um, doing those little animations. I don't know if you saw the, the animated teaser trailers. They're just really cool. And it's just a whole nother, um, yeah. yeah, it's a whole nother aspect to show to this project. So they'll be all on the Kickstarter page. We'll have a, we'll have a couple new animated teasers that, um, Victor just made music for. And one really good one on Paxil. Cause Paxil gets, <laughs> there's a page on, there's a, there's a little writing on Paxil in the book. Oh boy. Paxil and I are not. No, I, yeah, we fell out. I know we fell out. So, um, I'll actually, I'll show that to you when it, when we, I just got it in. And I'll okay. be putting that one up soon, so you'll, you, I think you'll like it. <laughs> the Paxil page is very. <laughs> I, there was. A, did you did you watch the show um, called Happyish? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, I can't remember what network it's on. It might have been from Showtime or something. Yeah. Um, but there's this uh, this one episode where there's an interlude that she breaks. Like she's so sick of her kid. Um, one like watching Frozen like on repeat, and he dresses up in Elsa's dress and wants to wear Elsa's dress everywhere. And so she has other kids over, and they all want to play Frozen. And so she just starts to like really snap. And so in her mind, she starts like her own musical and singing, and she's wearing like an Elsa dress and stuff, and she's singing this whole song about Clonopin. <laughs> Oh my god! And I, I just lost it when I saw that. Yeah, we—that's <laughs> it. It's, it's it's similar along those lines. And what I did for that page, uh, for one of the Paxil pages, was to go back to the old. I used to want to do when I was a kid. I loved comic strips, you know. And that's kind of a medium that they basically killed with the newspaper. There are still really good oh, ones, sure. but it's not like how it was. 
And uh, so this is like an old school kind of comic strip page. So I got to do that art style again. And it's about Paxil and how it doesn't really, it didn't really change much towards the end. You know, in the beginning, I think I thought it was. And then it just kind of made me blue. So the worm deals with Paxil. So the, <laughs> when we talk about the worm, the worm is uh, what you can do the most embarrassing things to. He's like, you know, he's like a little worm and he has butterfly wings until they light on fire. And um, he's this sad, sad little creature. He's really sad. He he's so sad to look I know. at. He's so, and he's naked. <laughs> and he's he's just you know and he's got like these jangly arms and legs yeah. and just mopey. He's so sad. He's really sad and then he gets mowed down. <laughs> and then he pops back up. So I yeah, it's kind of like uh I don't know like the, I think the inner the inner essence. He's it's sad, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know, you came up with the the name the worm to begin with, so that automatically hasn't you know e- evokes this imagery. Yeah. But then you gave him wings anyway. I know he had he had wings until he fell in love and then yeah, he burned. Well, then, burn. then they yeah. they burn up. And I always I always love worms. I don't know why I save worms. So you know, and it's raining. This is sick. Yeah. This is really sad. I don't even think people from Pay to do this. If I see a worm on the sidewalk, I save it wearing rain. Isn't that, that's kind of sad. I mean, because they, it's just a circle of life for them to get dried out. But I'll be like, hey, buddy, and I'll pick them up and put them in the dirt. <laughs> no, I, some people do that with bugs. That's they, too you much know, empathy, I, I think. I don't. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't intentionally squish worms. But, um, but if there's like a bug on me, forget it. That's um, different. They gotta bug, go. Bug in the room? No, like no, especially if it's in the room. Yeah, I think that's different. That's your house. You got to protect your house. That's an invader yeah. at that point. That's a break in. Yeah, it's like they're they're called pests for a reason. I think they're burglars. I think you you know, I think there should be uh, you should be able to have a bug nine one one if you have bugs in your house. I basically have. Yeah. I mean, I last was it last year. Yeah, I think it was last year or the year before. Um, we had exterminators out four times because of different things. Trying to figure out what the hell was going on with my skin, which turned out to be anxiety. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, well, plus it's just it was one of those perfect storm things where if I'm allergic to something, then I start getting worked up about yep. it. So it just makes it worse. Yep. Um, so. You know, like, oh, like a wasp nest. No, that's bad. Growing, no, that's like, gotta right go. Up, like right outside the window and stuff like that. And then the stink bugs, like in Jersey, <laughs> yeah. we have these stink bug problems, and they just, you know, I was catching like ten, fifteen a day. They're everywhere and, in Maryland too. Oh, when I gross. when I live there, I haven't gotten them here in New Jersey yet. I have been lucky, no stink bugs yet. But in Maryland, we got them all the time. And they they are literally stink. So if anybody doesn't know, yeah, and they just dive bomb you. They sound like little helicopters, <laughs> and like you could just picture them. They just like when they land on you, they're so heavy that you feel the thud. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. And do you have noise sensitivity too? Yeah, I have that much. really bad. So sometimes my turtle, um, she doesn't do it anymore. She would just pound at the glass, splashing, oh. and that would drive me like literally mad. It would drive. Yeah, I was just talking about that on Twitter, about how it really depends on what the noise is. Like, um, like my TV on 
I will, first of all, control the volume and, and what it is, but it's two people talking. But somebody in another room talking on their telephone will drive me up a wall. Yeah, yeah. And certain voices, certain level of voices I can't handle. Uh, yeah, ever since so I was like, a kid, I can't handle a certain pitch uh, and, and repetitiveness. And that, I talk about that a little bit in the book and that so that when that pounding, what I'm trying to symbolize, and this is like a deep read. Like, you'd have to know me to know this. But when I have the anxiety symbol pulsing, it looks like, that's from that. Okay. That's what that symbolizes to me. I can't, hand- oh. I can't handle the thumping. We used to have neighbors that would step on our head in the condo. I can't handle it. Like, I can't. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. You'd love, yeah, uh, my neighbors were jackhammering all day yesterday. It's brutal. I, yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it's bad enough when I'm talking to people in New York City. And they just tune that out. Mm-hmm. It's like, they hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I can't, I'm like, how how do you put up with that? How do you put up with the honking and the jackhammering and, and all that stuff? Like, if a car goes by, um, I, I tense. I'm like, I can hear that car engine, and I tense. Yeah. Yeah, there's some things that just flip me out, and I think they always will. I don't think there's any way to, <laughs> there's no way to stop yeah, in a car, if I'm in a car, I'll go to sleep, <laughs> which is why, makes driving a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I, I like falling asleep in cars. I would always do that. Yeah. So. Now I drive. I so. Now I can't fall asleep in cars now that I drive. <laughs> yeah, no, somebody's big ass loud monster truck going by the house though that just gets on my nerves. But yeah, so I totally understand the uh, the tapping and the and stuff like that. It's like water dripping. Ugh. I don't have the chewing. I don't have that problem. When people choose, some people just have the chewing noises they don't like. See, I don't have that though. So luckily, I try to think of the things I don't have <laughs> to make me feel a little better. Do you have um, issues with um, things touching your skin, like fabric, because that's become a really bad thing for me? Cer- certain to, clothing. Yeah, I have to wear like the softest things I can find. Yeah, there was one sweater that uh, Shelly got me. I can't wear it. I don't know. I can't wear it. It's too harsh or something. Yeah. I mean, because I'll start, I mean, it's just, I'll start shredding off my skin and I pick up, you know, like at my hair, I pick up my eyebrows. Like, it's just, it's weird. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. Different. It's just, yeah, it is. It's just like, well, it's just one more stupid thing. Like if there was a checklist, I would need like, I need another page. That's what I'll come out with next. A checklist for us. That'll be my next yeah. Kickstarter. We'll do a checklist book. Well, you know, it's one of those things where my, it's so funny, my ex-husband, could, it's not that he didn't like the show Monk, but he he didn't think it was funny. He thought that it was mean. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this isn't, this isn't a comedy. This is, they're always making fun of him. And, um, you know, it's like Monk would be, uh, have to fill out a, a thing of his phobias and he'd be like, I need another sheet. I need another sheet. Yeah. I need another yeah. sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I find I've uh I kind of like I like shows. I actually like um I really like the Star, you know, I love Star Wars, of course. It's great sure, noted. Um I walked around Florida this past weekend and all Star Wars stuff for the for the convention. Oh, you were there. Yeah, I was there for Friday and I love I sorry, I'm sorry if this uh makes people upset, but I love I actually love uh Hayden Christensen as uh Anakin Skywalker. I know there's a lot of haters. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't blame him for no, it at all. No, no. But his portrayal is very... I think that character has mental illness. And I really do. And I think he deals with anxiety. You know? And you have to... That's just how I enjoy it. 
Like I, you know, read a lot into it, you know, but he does things that like he fears death. That's not coming. He has dreams about death and he wants to save her. You know, it's very like a fairy tale kind of way of playing with anxiety, you know? And, um, when he goes to the dark side, but at least he gets that cool outfit, you know, like at least, at least cool he gets, gets to become Darth Vader. But I always look for stuff like that in movies, you know, um, I'm always drawn to the dark characters and stuff. And I start to notice it more. I, I think some people were kind of upset with Split, but I liked the movie. But it was kind of over the top. It was over the um, top. Did you see it? It's the one with no. personalities. And then people were saying some doctors were against it. But I'm like, oh, no. I didn't get offended by it. You know, I didn't get offended I, because he, well, if I reveal what happened to be a sport. But I don't get offended by stuff like that. I get offended like, uh, I don't know if they portray it as you're going to kill somebody all the time. Like, that was a horror movie, so of course he's going to. One of his personalities are going to be evil. But. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that would explain why I didn't. didn't yeah, know. it's like by the guy's sixth sense. It's the first movie oh. by the guy that made sixth sense that's been good since you know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I had a panic attack during signs. So. Oh, you can't see this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that was very panic-inducing. So I guess that's what the so. movie wanted to do. Yeah, it is. It was. It, he's great at that. The little hand um, was a little alien hand under the door i don't even remember which part it was i just remember like freaking out and like just that i, I was you know it's one of those things where it's like in the movie theater no less like not even privately in well, the movie theater, i had that and, and i had that happen guess what i had that happen during civil war what the, oh. what the hell i can't even enjoy that so i had to watch it at I, home and i enjoyed it yeah i just was like trying like froze myself so that i wouldn't move yeah. and i was just like all these tears are running down my face and I'm like, I wasn't even sure if I was breathing. Yeah, I can't move. I can't move when I do. I lock my, uh, I like cover my mouth. Really yeah. weird. I like, I do that on flights too. And I didn't like the movie. And I, and it was only because of the panic attack. So when I watched it at home, I was like, oh yeah, everybody's right. It is good. But it can totally yeah. warp your experience, you know, of anything. Any, right. it, it ruins, it's a ruiner. This is what it is. It's just a ruiner. You know, you pay $10 and then I don't even like it. <laughs> I can't even enjoy myself at the movies. That has stopped, so I haven't. Luckily, it stopped. Um, but yeah, it was. It went from planes to movies, and I was like, "No, you can't do that to movies." It's like the yeah, I've cried in the movies quite a bit, and and yet it depends. Like it's there and it's in the dark, so I already feel like there's a sense of protection protection yeah. going on. Like nobody's gonna see me. But if I'm somewhere else, like it's happened in bars and stuff, I'll go running and I'll just like run for a door. And I ended up in a closet one time. And um, I've done literally the same. I ran out of a bar into the woods. There was a yeah, woods, yeah. and I felt like the Wolfman or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's usually my thing, and it's like it's harder when you're in a store because it's like, do I leave all my shit here? Do I just go? And then it's like I can't make a decision, so this is another nightmare. Like, you know, don't ask me to, you know, choose something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to have things chosen for me, and I like to uh, have people call food in for me. That's exactly what I do. I'm like, you're going to make me call? I'm like, no, I'm not calling. Yeah, I know. I make Shelly do so much stuff. It's horrible. Yeah, I know. I, I, I do the same thing. I'm like, no. She's like, you can call, and I'm like, I don't know. Or if it's got online ordering. Like, thank heavens for online ordering. That I can do. That I can do in a heartbeat. Yeah, no, I like, you know, for like the phone, 
rings and I'm just like, I'm like I, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you know. I would tell you, I would tell you, like, I like when the nightmare scenarios happen, so I did go to the Star Wars convention, and I don't know why, with my photo ops, like the ones I bought, the two I ordered myself, Shelly, the one she ordered fine, was fine. The two I ordered, when they rang them, you know, when they keyed them in, like, yeah. no, this is invalid. I about lost my, my shit, so to say. The, the, yeah, the medical term was losing my shit. Because yeah, you're in line, you've just waited in line for an hour. Yeah. You get there and they're like, no, you can't get this. But then they did let me because I had the confirmation email and stuff. But it's just one of those things. It's like, really? Oh, that sucks. Really? Well, that's, <laughs> you know, that's, imagine those poor folks on that flight, though, where they, you know, they bought their tickets and then were told to leave. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they were offering them money. See, the guy, yeah. the guy that got caught, the guy, the last guy, he was smart. He knew they would attack him. Oh, my God. That was just terrible. Yeah, it is. They should never have done that. They should have picked another volunteer. I, who didn't want to volunteer after seeing that? I'd be like, I'll go. Just don't hurt any more of us. <laughs> <laughs> because usually people take the money. I mean, I think they were waiting for a 1000 They stopped it. I heard they stopped it. It's like nobody knows the real story, too. It's the weirdest thing ever in the age of everybody knowing everything. Nobody knows, like... It's a, it's a huge inconvenience. I mean, if you were there and... You know, depending, I don't even know what city it was. But it's like, say it was Boston. Some of those hotels were like $500 a night. Yeah, I guess they were so going to offer to cover it. But nobody wanted to go. Once you're on a plane, you want to go. And it, and, and the, what they wanted was the seats for their own employees. Right. So. And that guy was like that they hauled off was a doctor. It's like, so he doesn't need to go back to his job? I mean, come on. But he was also a former championship poker player. Did you know that? Really? No. He won Okay. So he was a doctor. This is fun. I know this is a little diversion, but maybe people, maybe this will go viral. So he was, <laughs> I read TMZ. I read TMZ faithfully. He, he got suspended before for trading right. uh, prescriptions for sex. Okay. Then he was reinstated. So he's a doctor again. Now, none of this is, a, now, none of this is a reason for you to shove his face into the armrest. Exactly. When, like nobody, they don't know right, that when they're. Right. And I'm sure their private investigators dug this stuff up. So people would go, oh, you deserve to pummel him, which is not true. But then when he was suspended, he became a championship poker player, and he won over 200 grand on the professional yeah. circuit. So of all people to try to gamble with, thinking he wouldn't put a fuss when you forcibly remove him from the plane, that was probably the wrong guy. Yeah, because poker players know how to read body language. And he said, well, reportedly he said, I'm going to sue all you before they pulled him. And he's, oh, wow. I mean, you know it. You can see dollar signs sometimes. <laughs> I think he Well, of course. But you don't shove his face into the armrest repeatedly until he's bloody and then drag him out. Yeah, that guy, I mean, he was, like, the photos are devastating. Like, they're awful. Watch the and, then, and then the videos. Now, how come nobody volunteered? I mean, at that point, I would have said, hey. Before, when he started screaming, I'd be like, you can have my seat. I really would have because I can't handle this screaming. I well, that's just it. So you don't want you don't want the confrontation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I would have done. I guess we would have had it been there. I'm glad I'm not. I don't fly United, so I'm always a Southwest person. Well, there's usually, like no choice. Like there's like two airlines. I know. I like Southwest, even though because you pick your own seat. Oh, yeah, okay. And they have a little heart in their logo. And they have a little heart. Aww. The Care Bears. <laughs> That's so cute. 
we 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 have to find our um, comfort where we can. I use Instagram. I look at cat pictures. Uh, ah, yeah, I look at uh, pugs. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cats and dogs. Yeah, there's a couple of cute dogs on there. There was like this ridiculously ginormous. I don't know what kind of. He looked like he was a mix between like a mastiff and something else. And uh, apparently, he's like viral and Instagram famous and whatever. And uh, it's it's, dog it's dog. I'm killing myself to get a Kickstarter, and these dogs are famous. These dogs are famous, and it's just like this. This dog has this smile on his face, like this big ginormous head with this big dopey smile with how happy he is. It's so cute. But yeah, I look up I look up cat pictures. And that's why, like Instagram, I don't usually have comic book people on there. Cause I'm like, I see all your shit on every other website. Like, Instagram is my therapy. But... I try to share pug pictures, and yeah. uh, I do keep it mostly to art on Instagram. I don't feel I don't get it yet because I'm pretty new to it. So I don't get that you can share everything. Some people are better at that because that's what I do on Facebook. You know, the whole, where do you share stuff? It's this whole thing, this whole balance. Like, I'm like, yeah. do I tell my whole life on, I don't know. I think a lot of people use Instagram more than anything else, though, now. I, I don't know. I can't keep up with the kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. Forget it. I know, and now it's know. my birthday today. I'm even older than the kids. I mean, like, you know, once the White House starts using Snapchat, you know, you know, it's not cool anymore. Dude, I didn't. Yeah, I had Snapchat just to have it so I could have my name on it. Oh, I didn't you know, even... I downloaded it and I'm like, I, I did. Um, I didn't ever took a picture, but I used the filters. I flipped through them and was like, I had bunny ears, but I didn't actually take a picture of it. Oh, no. I can't. I don't think I can fit another thing on my phone. It's so, <laughs> so yeah, so I. Uh, I'm I'm late to Instagram too. I haven't been on there that long. Yeah. But it's mostly pictures of the cats and my books. It'll be like once in a while I'll be like, oh yeah, I should promote something. Yeah, I know you should. So people should check us out. Yeah, and it's like every once in a while I'll remember that. I'll be like, oh yeah, I have a website. I should tell people about. Exactly. You can post this podcast. You can post a picture saying this podcast is happening. I do. I do. That's the one thing that Instagram lacks is that you can't put links into. The caption. Yeah, you know, you have you have to say link is in my bio, and you have to change yeah. your bio link every every time. Yeah, I, and it's like I'm not doing. I that. have to do that on Kickstarter. My Instagram is going to be real exciting for Kickstarter. It's going to be all images of Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when I, you know, people will start uh, on Twitter, like they don't post anything and then all of a sudden they're running a Kickstarter and it's like every 15 minutes there's another Kickstarter post or they you know they contact you out of the blue when you've never heard of them before yeah could you RT my Kickstarter and I'm like who the fuck are you yeah I found a nice balance with that like I because I know what it's like so yeah that's and that might be well that's see everybody should be ingrained that's why I started the website there we go bring it all around that that helps ingrain you this project's coming because you know what? With the algorithm, with Facebook, they block things that say Kickstarter. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, my nightmare is in June, somebody goes, when's your Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Ugh. so hopefully I've pounded it enough that people are like, it's coming. May 1st, it's coming. We're going to do this. Yeah, Facebook's only showing people like 5% of their stuff. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And uh, it's crazy. It's crazy that, if, that uh, if you, even if you think you're doing too much, it's really not. It's really not, and if somebody wants to block you because you're sharing a project you care about, 
you know, they're like, they yeah, can, and then, then they, they can. Just mute them. Yeah. But I don't message people I've never met. I don't add people I've never met to go message them. I never would do that. I, it's kind of appalling to me. I've had that happen yeah. to me where they friended me and then immediately were like, hey, can you check out my Kickstarter? I'm like, really? Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, sometimes I will. I'll be, you know, because they'll, they'll actually have, like, made the text more personal. Like, oh, I know you're interested in blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, yeah, okay. that's different. Or, like, well, our friend. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, hey, I think Facebook's not sharing it. Hey, you liked my other stuff. Here you go. Yeah, or you wanted to know about this. There you go. It just gets to be a lot of noise. There's so but, much noise, um, and everybody has sure. one, and everybody's doing it. So it's it's and it's changed. Like that's that that site has changed a lot from when I first did my first one. It really has. Like I noticed it on my second one that just things were different. You know, like I don't know, things were different with the site with Kickstarter too. With yeah, yeah, like I thought it changed. I thought my experience changed, so I'm hoping, you know, but I wasn't doing the webcomic on the second one. I was kind of like, it's just going to be a book. Um, but on this one, it's kind of a whole new site and stuff, so hopefully hopefully it's gotten people into it and they'll check it out. Hopefully that I want them to feel like, you know, what they are. They're a part of it, so we're all. Well, then what's your goal that you're setting? Um, 4,000. Which is the oh, that's true. Yeah, that's what I, I want a safe, doable one. And then the stretch goal, I think, will be over 10 to get a hardcover. Okay. And that's a big stretch goal. If it happens, it happens. But I want people to be able to get the book, you know, in any format. So we shall okay. see. 10 seems like an even number. i got to check with uh, the printer to make sure that would cover it. Because you know the nightmare stories of being funded and then you can't. Yeah, I've never had that happen to me. Never, but I've heard horror stories. Yeah, I've, I've heard bad stories. Too. I've heard that a hundred grand and then they're bankrupt. I don't know how. Only in America can we do it. Yeah, figure. <laughs> so, um, are you going to be publicizing this then on, like, are you making separate accounts for the project? I do a like, for Twitter. No, uh, <laughs> you could do a worm Twitter, like you know. Just sadness all day. That would probably be good, though. <laughs> Anxiety meme. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, we have. So we, the animated teasers we'll be sharing. Um, people can share those. I have. I restarted um, my YouTube page, which I think is uh-huh. HC Null. Everything should be HC Null. Um, okay. So HC Null on YouTube. You can see the animated trailers and some um, drawing. You know, videos, thanks to the iPad, they record you. Cool. And uh, we'll be doing that as far as viral on Instagram at Howie Knoll. I'll be posting a lot of making of art through throughout May. Um, Twitter, it's still going to be just HC Knoll. Um, and I'll be sharing. I share every every week a new, in, a new anxiety, and I, I share. If somebody tweets me, I share their stuff. And you can also add, you can go to yourglassceiling.com to send to check out the breakthrough moments and send your own um, your own thing and if if you wanted to you know write write me your story you can because um, we're always looking for content you know and sharing I just had my friend Pat he wrote one and it was really really good talked about his experiences because he's had way more uh, medication you know prescribed to him than I have um, mm-hmm. but really interesting to see all about that and he talked about how anxiety has affected his life and relationships. And that's bravery, man. You know, I mean, 
so giving people a chance to share that just on this thing was, it was I was like, oh, this project was worth it then. You know, already this project's worth it. Just that I. Oh, it is. Of course it is. And, you know, yeah, getting the book out is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty bonus that everybody will enjoy. And, um, it's just going to be really neat to have it, you know, to have it like physically and, and stuff. And there were, there was an interesting thing. Speaking of planes, we were just on the plane and a, a little girl was sitting, uh, next to my wife. Uh, her mom was, you know, on the other side. They were divided by the aisle, but she, my, my wife was reading like Anne of Green Gables, right? And mm-hmm. she goes, is that a real life book? Is that a real- <laughs> like she had, yeah, because they're all iPads, you know? Oh my God. So that's what I want this book to be, a real live book. Hopefully we can make that happen. We will have digital copies too. I would have been like, "Here, smell it. Oh, smell what the books best. smell like." I, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, the kids! They, the, they have book scented candles. I want some." <laughs> they don't smell like a burning book, right? No, oh. I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have separate ones for that book burning candle? Probably. Book scented candle would be del- delightful. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. I'm like, that sounds so neat. Then they'll do the plastic toy smell. That's also what I want. Oh, man, I got the cats a new stroller, speaking of plastic, and um, they love their strollers. And <laughs> they do. And so, like, taking it out of the box, though, it is that such a plastic smell. It's like, oh, we're going to air this out before they even jump in it. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I love. Yeah. You just remember opening the package and you get that smell. So, so my book will have new book smell. Yay, new book smell. That's almost worth funding the campaign for just to get that. And then, if, yeah, and then it, you'll have to have another unlockable goal and make, like, scratch and sniff. Like, what does anxiety, what does anxiety smell, smell like? like? I think mine would smell good. Well, when he's in that rock star outfit. Not when it's, the worm would probably smell sad. Yeah. Ennui. What is ennui? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And it's probably different. Like, you know, like soil probably smells really good That's to some true. people. That's true. Like you could have the dirt smell. That was a like dirt sticker. Dirt. Dirt. And we're going to have, oh, another another idea that we're playing with is uh, pill bottles, but empty, maybe filled with a little worm, like a little cutout of them. You can get like little mints. Yeah. We're going to, oh, yeah. Y- yeah. Remin- you know or what? something, you can- right? I was going to say, they make custom M&M's yeah. now. You can actually get them, like, stamped with With them. the worm face. We can do that. Well, so you can get candy pills. That's so cute. <laughs> we have to make it cute, because it's ugly. It's a, I mean, you have to be able to handle serious topics in, in a way that's, uh, you know, accessible and cathartic. and you know. It's so brightly colored. For dealing with anxiety, too. That's, it really is. That's what I like. It's very exotic looking. That bright blue. <laughs> a lot of bright blue. But that's the hopeful part. Yeah. You know, so like 50 years from now, when people are like analyzing your drawings, they're going to talk about this period of your artistic life. And they're going to be trying to, um, you know, figure out what you really meant. Yeah, see if I can they can find the hidden meanings. Like, oh, why is he wearing black and red? <laughs> why, is it, why is it blue? Why that blue? Yes. And then decoding the hex uh, decimal codes into something else. 
Yeah, it's had a lot of stuff in there. I don't know if anybody can get it, but we'll see. And it leads you on a journey through France. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll find the real <laughs> island if you buy this book. You'll find, <laughs> you'll find the real island in the Pacific, and you can go. Actually, There you go. That sounds good. See, see who Jesus really was or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Howie, I, I'm going to let you go and enjoy your birthday with your pug and uh, your cake. My cake and pug at the same time. At the same time. And say hi to Shelly. Thank, thank you for spending my birthday with me. I am delighted that you could spend your birthday with me um, and talk about such serious things with, uh, you know, neither of us breaking down. We didn't. We didn't. Maybe next. Maybe I, maybe maybe we should do a middle of the Kickstarter one, and you'll see me break down. We could Skype that. Possible. We can one way Skype. Skype that, so you can just watch. <laughs> It'll just just be recordings of your expressions as you're reading through comments or things. Oh God, no. Oh God. No. No. Yeah, but if you if everybody. Uh, yeah, we're going to, I think I'm going to have early bird prizes because that's a big thing now. And I didn't do that before. You know, I've seen that where they have early bird things. So I'm playing with that. But if anybody has any ideas, they can contact me. Cool. H-C-N-O-E-L for those of you uh, that need to look up Twitter and uh, whatnot pages of, of Howie's information. It's usually H-C. Yes, yes. And if not Howie and no, all, in case somebody yeah. stole my name. And also, uh, yourglassfeeling.com for everything about float. And of course, don't forget to check out the Kickstarter during the month of May for float. And um, as Howie said, follow him at HC Knoll on most places. You can follow me on Twitter at Elizabeth Amber, on Instagram if you want to see cat pictures at Amber Unmasked, and uh, everything else is at AmberUnmasked.com. Please support the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Amber Unmasked. Thank you.